Welcome to That So Original Podcast. I'm Kelly. I'm here with my lovely co-host, Tiffany. Hi, <laughs> Tiffany. Hi, thank you very much. Hey, at the dart, a connoisseur extraordinaire, <laughs> Miss Tiffany. And we are just going to jump right in to episode 10 of Ted Lasso. And the title is The Hope That Kills You. This episode is wonderful. It's freaking phenomenal. It I'm really going to tell you right now that I cried multiple times. <laughs> I did not. But, okay. <laughs> when <So>, do you? <laughs> um, when I stubbed my toe really hard, there were some tears prickling in the corner I of my eye. I cried you harder in this episode than I ever have stubbing my toe. Actually, I did get teary today, but it was when the eye doctor was shining a really, really oh. bright light oh. into my eyeball. Shut it was up. Really, Shut your it was face. traumatic. Okay. Um, <laughs> to start us off, Nate is in the locker room bright and early. He's washing the cleats, the boots, and the jerseys. And, uh-oh, they're already clean, which is weird because now there's a guy in the locker room who Nate is like, who the fuck are you? And he introduces himself as Will. He is the new... Uh, like manager of the team that's going to do all of these things that Nate used to do. And Nate's like, no, you're not. Because <laughs> he's thinking like that he is losing his job. And Ted walks in and he's on the phone with Higgins. And then Higgins walks in and then Rebecca walks in and Nate is so confused. And he yells at Rebecca. He calls her a shrew. And she's like, wow, calm down, Nathan. And he says, you know my name? And she's like, well, I had to spell it correctly for your contract. And Ted's like, calm down. You haven't been fired. It's even worse. You've been promoted. And suddenly all the team is there and everyone's cheering. They're throwing Nate up in the air. And Ted and Beard are like holding this box like it is some sacred box. And they walk like through the guys as they like split to either side and they present it to Nate. And inside is a whistle. And they put it around his neck and declare him Coach Nate. And he immediately blows the whistle. You don't blow a whistle inside. And all the guys are like, oh, don't do that. I love that Ted says this whistle is sad because it's never been blown. And Nate said, is that the same reason Colin is sad? Oh. <laughs> My kids laughed really hard. It was, like, very uncomfortable. But they laughed so hard. <laughs> anyway. Roy comes into Ted's office and he hands him an art band that says captain. And he says, you have to pick a new captain. And Ted's like, nope, uh, you're my captain. And he said, well, here's the thing. It's the rules. The captain has to be on the pitch to be the captain. They have to play. And Ted says, I'm not going to choose. You need to pick your own successor. So they are throwing this armband back and forth. You choose. Nope, you're going to choose. You're going to choose. And Ted does like the sleight of hand. He stuffs it into his hand and then the it disappears. And he like all of a sudden it goes thing and it lands on the top of Roy's head. <laughs> and, okay, Beard's face. He was at so excited. I died. Me and my daughter... Oh, my God. We keep talking about that and making the face that Beard made. He is like, whoa, like, that's the most amazing trick ever. Like, Roy, isn't that incredible? Oh, my well, God. Well, just it's the so fact funny. that it landed on his head and he looked like he was wearing a yarmulke. <laughs> and Roy says, this is why it's hard to love you and walks out. <laughs> and Ted goes, you heard it, right? He freaking loves me. And Ted, Beard's like, he loves you. <laughs> Oh, it's so cool. Oh my God. I freaking love Beard. The guy that plays him, Brendan Hunt, he 
is so fucking I've never funny. seen him in anything before. I mean, maybe I have, and I just didn't ever realize it, but, oh, him and Ted together are just I know. perfection. I think of what else he's been in. Oh, there was one movie that, oh, shoot, I don't remember. I don't remember what it is, but, oh, my God, he's just perfection. So, um, the team is together, and they're kind of having a pep talk, because they're talking about relegation, which I didn't know was a thing, but it is a thing in um, soccer. And what it is is that if your team does badly at the end of the season, they destroy the team, and you may make it onto another team, or you may nothing, but you just won't have that team anymore. We're looking at you, Detroit Lions. This is something that could happen to you. (laughs) Colin says, you know, relegation's awful. It happened to his family's team that he was on, or onto his team that he was on, and it was his family's team, and his Nana never got over it. She left him a box of her shit in her will. She never got over it. And I was like, Nana! (laughs) Wow, Nana. (laughs) So when the teams go downhill, they get broken up. And Sam asks, he's like, so relegation doesn't happen in America? What what do you do there? And um, it says, like, well, shitty teams play meaningless games in half-empty stadiums for no fans, and it's just, they're just going through the motion. And Beard's like, yeah, it's dumb. <laughs> That's when I have my notes. I'm looking at you, Detroit Lions. So Nate reels on this big TV, and he's like, here, I want to show you this. Think of it as motivation. And it's a interview with Jamie, who is now, like, pomading his hair to the side. It's all flicked mm-hmm. down. He's not cool Jamie anymore. And they're asking him about Richmond. And he says, yeah, I don't want to say anything bad about, they're a bunch of good lads over there, but I carried them through every match. I like the boys, but, you know, Roy is garbage. And Ted is a rodeo clown that sent me away, and now they're facing the drop. It's That's kind of sucks to be them. And he says, and I get to put the final nail in their coffin. And just then a chair flies <laughs> through the air and smashes the TV. And Isaac goes, oops. Because <laughs> he's he's obviously thrown it, and Roy says, "Well said." <laughs> I'm like, "Yes," because they, they these are the guys that used to follow Jamie, and now that he can just fuck right off. So, at dinner, Ted and Beard are talking about the ranking of teams, and the what do you call them? The wankers. <laughs> I walk, call them the wankers. Yeah. Walk over to tell him, "Thanks for doing your best, even though your best is shit." And Ted says, come on, have a little hope. And they all laugh, including May, who's behind the bar, and she laughs too. Then later at Ted's place, he and Beard and Nate are talking strategy. So when they were talking about the ranking of the teams, that's important because they need to know what they need to do in this last game in order to not be relegated. And Nate says that if they can at least get a tie, they can avoid relegation. Ted says, nope, I told you, I hate ties. If God wanted games to end in a tie, she wouldn't have invented numbers. Tell me how we beat Manchester City. (laughs) Nate says, it's hopeless. And Ted like gets up and bolts out of the room and you're like, where is he going? And he runs back in with one of those believe signs that he has hung in his bathroom. And apparently he has them hung everywhere, like all over the place. And Ted starts yelling about how pessimistic they both are. And again, the neighbors are pounding on the ceiling. So Ted is not going to take a tie lying down. Next morning, Ted comes into Rebecca's office with the biscuits, and Ted says, by the way, if we lose this game, you just do whatever you need to do. You can fire me if you want to. And she says, uh, yeah, I mean, you don't know anything about the game, but actually, isn't that a good thing? She says, you know what? I think every disadvantage has its advantages. And Ted is like, oh my God, I love that. She says, that means 
that you can see the game in a different way from any other manager. And basically like, you know, if you lose, I'm not going to fire you. And that is the motivation that Ted needed because he runs out of that office and he is like renewed again. Well, I love that. Okay. Well, they say that, you know, have a little hope and they say it's the hope that kills you, which is the. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, the title the, of the, the episode. Shoot, how did I miss that? I didn't write that down. And then, um. Because he when he goes and grabs those belief signs, and he says, yeah, I have it on my mirror in my bathroom because it's the first thing I see in the morning and the last thing I see at night when I'm rationalizing why I'm too tired to floss. And I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> Been there. Yes. And she tells him that he should be empowered to cause confusion or create chaos. So Ted goes into the locker room and he's given the talk to the boys and he says, we're going to talk about trick plays. They are going to have chaos rain down upon their opponents. And then he says, okay, you guys have played so much. You have to know, tell me about every trick play you've ever done. And so they, the guys just start shouting out names of trick plays. You know, the Sandman, the Wheelbarrow. They sound like dirty sex positions. They're, they're just crazy. Yeah. They're just all over the, the place. pepper shakers, the chitty yeah. chitty bang bang. Yeah. And he says, and okay, now we're going to go out and we're all going to learn these plays. And we're going to hit Man City, Man City, Man City with the chaos hammer. Because they're going to kick asses. So Jamie's at the barber and he's getting his hair done because it's slicked down now like a weirdo. And he's telling the barber, Pommy, don't this. Blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden this guy comes up to him and says, hey, Jamie Tart, can I get an ussy? And it's a guy from episode one who wanted an ussy with Ted on the plane. And the guy, he takes like a hundred pictures. And then he says, ah, oh, sucks you got dumped by Richmond. So embarrassing. And Jamie's like, yeah, that's Lasso's fault. And he's like, well, he seems to like you, though. He talks about you all the time on the telly. And then he says, what are you talking about? So he shows us in this interview for Ted's before the press group. And he's saying he likes Jamie. He's talented. He's worked hard. His cheekbones are like the cliffs of Dover. He's always going to be rooting for him. And Jamie's like, yeah, all right, fuck off. And throws the guy's phone. And then texts Keeley asking if he can come over and talk. So we see him go to Keeley's house and he's got coffee. And who opens the door but Roy, who's in his jammies and sushi socks, which I freaking love. And and Jamie goes, oh, you're fucking joking. And Keeley comes downstairs and she's like, oh, uh, hey, Roy, uh, Jamie's coming over. And he's like, yeah, I'm trying to figure that out. And she's like, okay, what's this? And he's like, I made, Roy says, I made you coffee. And Jamie says, I bought you coffee. She just kind of pours them together. And then she says, all right, what do you want, Jamie? And he's like, I'm not going to talk in front of Roy. And she's like, oh, come on, whatever. And he says, Ted's playing mind games with me, saying nice shit about me on the TV. And Keila's like, not everyone in your life is out to get you, Jamie. And Roy's like, I am. I, I totally am. <laughs> Jamie says, oh, I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Enjoy the view from the bench, Roy. Oh, fucker. Just like you mm. suck. Yeah, and he says, when you're done feeding this old man mushy peas, give me a call. Oh, yeah. And and he leaves. And then Roy's like staring at Keely. And she's like, what? And he's well, now I want mushy peas. <laughs> I like that part. So Ted is video chatting with his son. And he is talking about how different coaching soccer is from coaching American football. Because once the game starts, he doesn't have any control. He just has to hope that what he's taught them is enough, which is kind of like being a dad. He says, you know, you... You raise them up, you try to teach them right, and then you kind of just have to let them fly. At the game now, well, before the game, everybody's taking their seats, and Keely and Rebecca are sitting together because they're BFFs forever, and Rebecca says, I forgot how stressful this game is when you actually give a shit. And Keely says, well, I have a confession. 
I've never really cared about football. I just know how to act at games. And then she leans over. She's like, Oi, get it. you know, she just starts yelling like she's yelling at the, at the refs or at the players or whatever. And she says, but today I care very much. And the camera pans over to Roy warming up. <laughs> gotcha. Oh my God. Rupert and Bex are home watching the game because, you know, Rupert's not allowed near the press box because of that dart game yeah. that Tiffany so eloquently explained to us. All the guys in the bar are watching with May and Higgins and his wife and their 47 son show up to the stadium and their oldest son is a priest. Yeah. Because Rebecca says, how many children do you have, Higgins? Jesus Christ, as she turns and the oldest one is a priest. <laughs> Sorry, Father. Um, <laughs> in the locker room, Roy sits beside Isaac and hands him the armband for the captain armband. Ted walks in and he says, I've been hearing this phrase. It's the hope that kills you. And I disagree. I think it's the lack of hope that will get you. I believe in hope. I believe in belief. Where I'm from, we have a saying, too. Do you believe in miracles? And he says, I don't need anybody to answer that question for me, but I need you to answer it for yourself. So if you do, circle up right now and let's go. Hands in and Isaac is the one that says Richmond. And instead of Richmond on three, it's Richmond on 12. And so he's like, one, two, three, four. And they're all like, are you fucking kidding me? And he skips one of the numbers. I don't even know which one it he's is. Like and then he's like, seven. 10, 11, 12, and then they just, all right, game on. I love Roy hands in that captain's band and says, never stop breaking TVs. (laughs) I'm like, that's how he knew that he would be Mm -hmm, a good captain. That he'd be the one. That he was passionate, that he's, oh, and he really likes Rolos. And his mom's got two left hands. (laughs) Isaac, Isaac has a story to tell. Yes. We're out on the field, and Jamie's making kisses faces at Roy and just being a dick. And then he runs by Ted and tells us, hey, Ted yells, Jamie, good luck out there. Because Ted is a freaking class act no matter what. And Jamie's like, fucking mind games, this dude, you know? <laughs> and the game starts, and Jamie is like he's always been. He's only playing for, for himself. He's refusing to pass. So once again, his goal is stopped. But... They are, I don't know. I don't know what's happening in the game, but somebody's allowed a okay. corner the, kick. The ref, called, the ref calls offsides. Yeah. And Ted runs over and he's like, how's that offsides? And he's like, no, seriously, how's that offsides? Because <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. Right. And what that means is that one offensive player has passed the ball past the other team's defensive line. Like, yeah. you have to be on the other side of the defensive line of the other team or else that's offsides. Yeah, I couldn't remember who got I didn't write down who got what, so... But they get a corner kick, so they yell, Sandman! And they do the Sandman trick play. But it stopped. But just the idea that they did this trick play uh, makes the wankers so damn proud. <laughs> so all of a sudden, we're at the half, and the score is still 0-0. Zero to zero, Which, I mean, this is huge for, I mean, they, mm-hmm. they got this far, and they, they're not getting their asses kicked. And then they're, lo- they're in the locker room, and Sam, the whole thing all along is that if Crystal Palace were to win their game that they're playing then all the Richmond would have to do is get a tie and they'd still be in and they wouldn't be relegated. So when they're in the locker room, Sam's yelling, look up Crystal Palace score and see if we have a chance at a tie. And Ted says, no, we don't care about any other game at any other place. We are not playing for a tie. We are playing to win and that's it. We win and we're in. Then he turns to Roy and he says, Roy, you're starting the second half. 
So Isaac hands him the, the wristband, says he's going to go back out. And when they come back out on the field, Keely loses her mind when she sees that Roy <laughs> is playing. And I was, I love her so much. I know. And the announcers, the, these announcers are like, this is an interesting move um, for Richmond because the problem all this first half is they have a problem with speed. So they bring in Roy Kent, who is um, uh, slow. That That's a really, really, really bad idea. <laughs> so right away in the second half, there's a penalty against Richmond. So Man City gets a penalty kick. And they score the penalty kick. And they cut to the bar. And the black guy from the bar, I was like, he's Kevin McAllistering it. Because he has his hands on the side of his face. And he is literally, he's, he's screaming. screaming. <laughs> and everyone is just devastated. But, like, somehow, like, I, I don't know. Because, like, when one team scores they reset and start again the other team has the ball but like suddenly Jamie is like on a breakaway and he's getting ready to work in and Roy is like dun 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 <laughs> seriously dun, 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 dun. and he catches up kicks it out from under him I had chills I had chills I, as he was coming I had chills right now just talking about it but Roy is hurt and Sam runs over to help him and the crowd is cheering for Roy. They're cheering, Roy can, Roy can, he's here, he's there, he's every fucking where, Roy can. And me and my daughter have been saying that, not the fucking part because she's 12, but you know. <laughs> so they get Roy up and he hands the armband to Isaac and he walks off, but he walks off of his own volition. Like he doesn't have to be carried off. Everyone's cheering for him. He's looking at the audience and clapping like, Thank you for your support. And he limps off the field and into the locker room as the announcers say, you know, what a great play. This is probably the last we've seen of Roy Kent with an injury like that. He walks into the locker room and takes off his jersey and then he sits down. Keely walks in and he's yelling at her. He's like, just fucking leave. I don't want you in here. And she just keeps walking towards him and he keeps spewing at her, you know, get out of here. And she just sits next to him and puts her arm around him and hugs him and he hugs her back. And it was just beautiful. I I mean, I have, she holds him, pulls his head onto her shoulder and I am oh, not okay. No. <laughs> I am not okay. That whole, the whole from him giving it his all, walking mm-hmm. off the field too much so So, go back out to the field and suddenly everyone is looking at their phone you hear bloop 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 and Nate's like that's the sound of 26,000 fans looking at their mobiles what is going on oh my god Crystal Palace won 6-0 we just need a tie and uh, suddenly Ted's like we just need a tie boys all we need is one fucking point that's it and there's only three minutes left and they go to start Three minutes left, and Isaac calls for a lasso special. And that was one of the trick plays that Ted added to the board. And Ted is losing his mind. He's so excited because he didn't call it. They are just running with it. They mm-hmm. He's taught them something, and they're going to run with it. And all of a sudden, they, they come up, and they make a line like it's a kickoff for American football. And Sam goes running like a man in motion for football, and Zorro is back there calling, and the, the announcer goes, he's calling numbers and, and colors. What is happening? And then the guys start doing, like, high knees, and all of a sudden, Sam is wide open and kicks the ball to Rojas, who does the coolest, bend it like Beckham, over mm-hmm. his head kick, and scores the fucking goal. I was sobbing. We screamed. We were like, yeah! My kids were going, come on, come on, come on. Oh, my God! 
God. Everyone goes nuts. They're screaming, we gotta die. We gotta die. And then all of a sudden you hear Beard scream, coach. Because the game is still fucking going. And even though there was only a couple of minutes left and Jamie is running in a goal like there's no fucking tomorrow. It's only him. And it's typical Jamie. He's running it in and he's they're going to block him. At the last fucking second, he passes it. And they score the goal. So Manchester City wins. And Richmond is out. They're out of the league. Ugh. I want to cry. That was awful. It was so quiet in that stadium. You oh, could have heard a pin drop. The saddest version of You'll Never Walk Alone starts playing. And I started crying uh. even harder. These guys are inconsolable. Oh, I mean, from Roy to then they they got a point and then they lost. Oh, my God. It's just so much. So much. Pull it together, Tiffany. (laughs) (laughs) Ted is giving an interview after the game and he's congratulating Man City because that's just how Ted is. Mm -hmm. And he's walking through like the inside part of the club and he looks and he sees Jamie in the, is he in the treatment room or just? He's in like the, he's in the, um, like the away teams, like locker area. Okay. And the room has a window. So he looks and he kind of makes eye contact with Jamie and he turns like he's going to go in and talk to him. But all of a sudden you see that Jamie's dad is in the room with him and he's screaming at Jamie about passing the ball and how he could have scored the winning goal. And I didn't fucking come down here to watch you pass off the, and he like shove, he put his hand in Jamie's face and like shoves his head back. And, you know, Jamie has mentioned before about how much of a dick his dad is. And Ted just gets to see it up close and personal there. That that scene, I was like, Oh God, Jamie broke my heart. So Ted keeps walking because that's not something Ted's going to get involved in. Uh, In the locker room, Ted is telling the guys they played a great game. The goalie, Zorro, he had more saves than a Baptist preacher. And everybody laughs. And he says, Roy ran down his grandson and stopped him from scoring. And everybody's, (laughs) it's just such a sad moment, but they're cracking little smiles. I love what he says right here. This is so good. He says, this is a sad moment. I can't say anything that will take that away. But look around this locker room and be grateful that you're going through this moment with all these other folks. There's something worse than being sad, and that's being alone and sad. And no one in this room is alone. And then he asks Sam, what animal has the shortest memory? And Sam says, a goldfish. And Ted says, we can be sad now, but after we're done being sad, let's be a goldfish. And I I loved it. Did you cry again? You cried again. Didn't I you? I did. I didn't cry right here, but it was just really good. I don't. I just. Okay. It, ugh. So outside, and Jamie's about to get on the Man City bus when out of the, like the exhaust, out of the smoke and the darkness comes Beard, <laughs> and he says, "Hey, Jamie," and hands him an envelope, and he's like, "What's this? A fucking love note?" So Jamie gets on the bus and opens the note, and it says, "Way to make that extra pass, Ted," and then in the envelope is a little army man and Jamie smiles and he kind of like gets teary t- teary eyed like okay maybe he's not a dick playing mind games with me he's actually mm-hmm. really proud of me and he's just a good coach and a good person <sighs> poor Jamie <laughs> I know so it's I don't know the next day something Rebecca and Higgins are in her office and they're talking Ted walks in and Rebecca says, thank you, Leslie. And Higgins starts to leave and Ted's like, wait, 
is your name Leslie? And he's like, yeah, I'm a female junior. Like, he's named after his mother, which is so weird. And he's like, and then he- Higgins says it like, duh. Yeah. And he shakes Ted's hand and Ted's like, okay, here we go. I'm getting fired because, you know, we got relegated. So Rebecca offers him some tea and he's like, no, no, it's still fucking crap. I'll just have some water. And so she brings it over and she's like, you know what? This was a heartbreaking result. And Ted says, yeah, I think it's unfair that you have to fire me. So I'm going to give you my letter of resignation. I wrote it on the back of a takeout menu, but I signed it and it's in an envelope. So it's legit. And she's like, "Uh, no, Ted, you're not going anywhere. We have work to do next season. And he's like, okay, next season. With the teams that were relegated, can they become unrelegated? And she goes, well, they can get a promotion. And he's like, all right, then next year we come back to this league and do something no one believes we can do. Win the whole fucking thing. And he takes a big sip of his water and immediately spits it into Rebecca's face. And he's like, oh, bubbles. And then the camera just pans to her face. And he's like, did I get you? And her face is just like dripping water. And she's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> End of episode. The ends. And I still don't understand that relegated and promoted thing. But I am here for it because the new season comes out in July. And I can hardly wait. Is it? I think it's earlier than that. No, it's July. Are you sure? Yes, I'm absolutely 100% oh, wow. positive, but I'll look it up while we're sitting here. I thought it was, um, like, real quick. No, it's, like, July 27th or something like that, because I was like, God damn it, that's a long time. All right, hold on. Season two of Ted Lasso premieres July 23rd. Oh, well, it's a few days after my birthday. I'm going to consider it a birthday present to me. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. All right. So, that's Ted Lasso, you guys. What a freaking great show. But I found this very hard to talk about because there is nothing to make fun of. I mean, it's a funny show in and of itself, but, like, there's nothing to rib on because it's just amazing. It's all freaking gold. Every line, every scene, every actor and actress in the show, they're all just amazing. Yeah, from casting to writing to all of it, it's just so well done. Yeah. And thank you, Mama B, for the recommendation. What was the person's name on Instagram? I can't remember, but they were awesome too. Maze. Maze, Maze. that's right. Thank, thank you. So, I mean, honestly, this is probably one of the best shows I've watched right. in a long, long, long time. It's great. My Mama B friend, she is a social worker, and she was saying that she wished that she still led a team so that she could show them clips from the show about leadership and teamwork, and it's just, it's very well done. Yeah. Every one of my son's soccer practices, I just, I mean, they're all 10 and 11, but I'm like, oh, God, I just... I wish that they knew the things that Ted was trying to teach, like, it should start at that age, right. you know what I mean, right. about how important working with your team is. And they're your teammates. They're not your competition. You're supposed to learn to work together. That's what practice is. It's practice right. with your team. I just freaking love that scene. Yeah, I do. I, I keep going back to it. I, that's what I, was just, I was trying to explain that to my kids the other night. I was like, yeah, that's the only time that it's the us against us. And any other time it's us against them. This is the only time we get to be with just us. And oh, yeah. that's such a powerful freaking show. I don't know, man. <sighs> It is. It just makes me feel some certain kind of way, and I don't like it. But I love it, actually. <laughs> so what's so, up next? I have I have a shoot. suggestion. <laughs> okay. 
I am suggesting that we watch Cruel Summer. It's a freeform show that's on Hulu. Mm. So it's a series, and how many episodes? How long are uh, the episodes? Hold on, please. It is a like. It's not a streaming. Uh, what am I? I'm looking at freeform. What am I doing? I'm an idiot. What is freeform? It used to be ABC Family. And then they changed it because they, like, started doing shows that were, like, I don't know, a little more racy. So, uh, right. I don't freaking know. There are seven episodes. Okay. Um, They are, uh, I think on my Hulu thing, it said that they were, like, 40 minutes. But then there's Yeah, I was just com- say, you like said, like, with commercials. Commercials and stuff. Yeah. Oh, good Lord. Well, don't look at, at Wikipedia because they've got everything that happens in every episode from now through the thing and I don't want it ruined because it is very twisty turny. It comes out every Tuesday and the last episode will come out, it says May 25th. As of this week, the first three episodes are already out. So. Oh, cool. Okay, well that might be what's coming up next. You'll just have to wait and see and be surprised with the rest of the world. You four people who are out here listening to this podcast. But, okay, well, that is it for Ted Lasso. Yay. And Round of applause for Ted Lasso. Yes. My favorite so far that we've watched. Um, What was I going to say? I don't know if we have any new iTunes reviews because I have not had a spare second hardly to do anything. So I, I have not looked at that. But we do have like a hundred more downloads from the last time I told you download numbers. Ooh. So thank you, whoever's out there listening or downloading just to get our numbers up and then deleting it. And that's fine too. I mean, if you want to do that, that's cool. Bill Lawrence, Jason Sudeikis, is it you? We love you. <sighs> you ain't know it's you. <laughs> I, lo- I love you. I love you. If you want to hear more of me, which let's face it, we all do. I was a guest on the Bumblebutt podcast Yay! last week or week before. And I mentioned that we had been talking about Ted Lasso and talked about a bunch of other things, including the fact that I don't know anything about the U.S. presidents or actors who have played Spider-Man. So you should really check that episode out. You know, there's just a lot of Garfields, and it's confusing. It's not my fault. It's going to be like the last time where I shouted at the... the, You're going to scream at me. The entire time. You're going to be like, God, Kelly, you're so stupid. But yeah, it's okay. It's just me. But (laughs) if if you... um, want more me you can go to that listen to that episode and you should just listen to the Bumblebutt podcast in general because those guys are so funny and they are just the sweetest and they do all kinds of really cool cases like current cases you know in the last few decades and then they go back to like the 1800s and new cases it's it's very cool But anyway, enough about them. Let's talk about us. And if you want to let me know who either your favorite U.S. president or Spider-Man actor is, then you could do that in a few different places. And where could they do that, Tiffany? They could go to Facebook at That's So Original Podcast. Also at Instagram at That's So Original Podcast. You want to go to Twitter at That's So Pod. You can go to our website at That's So Original Podcast.com. Send us an email at that so original podcast at gmail.com. 
like us and review us on iTunes, go to Spotify, go to Stitcher, follow us at all the places. If you're not on Facebook and Instagram, you are missing out on some quality memeage. We are like <laughs> memeing it up and they are hilarious. So be on the lookout for that if you're a big meme fan like we are. Like we are, yes. Um, I think that's it. Is that everything? I think that's everything. I think that's everything. I think that's everything. So thanks for listening. Thanks for going on the Ted Lasso journey with us. And we'll see where the road takes us after this. Bye. Bye. Bye.